Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. If you are hearing us live, that means it is the first Friday of the month. We are in the first Friday of the month of the month of December, but also the first Friday for the holy season of Advent. This is the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from the studios here with Joanne and Chuck Wilson. Good morning, morning. Father. It's a good morning. And as we begin this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us begin by praying the morning offering prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Chuck and Joanne, how are you? Fabulous. You know, Father, we're entering into this great season of Advent, a great way to prepare for the coming of our Lord, and no better way to prepare uh, and for our listeners out there today than to enthrone your home or renew your enthronement and for Joanne and I, Father, uh, yeah. 30 years ago, <laughs> this month of December. 30 years ago. It was December 1991 that Father Joe Losh asked us, would you be interested in enthroning your home? Now, see, knowing the significance of the anniversary, what I hear in Father Joe Losh's May He Rest in Peace's question is offered to you is, 30 years from now, do you want to be on the radio? <laughs> do, are you open to being... Are you open to be on the radio? Do you want to talk about Jesus on the first Friday of the month for like five years? You, you know, know, God works with our little yes. <laughs> That's, and so if true. we ever That's knew true. what God's plan was for us, we might not want to come out of the yeah, womb. I know. <laughs> that is a good one. I was thinking coming out of bed, but oh, yes, yeah. you're spoken like a true mother. You're like, nope, we'll go back further. <laughs> so. Well, and I think for, for those listening that have not enthroned, Joanne and I were not sure what this was. No. And all we said was yes. Yeah. And we weren't even, um, we, there was no radio program. There was no Congress. There was no anything going on. There was no real formal, you know, uh, preparation or it was like, do you want to welcome Jesus in a new way? And, and here are these promises. And we, oh, all right, sure. So we, we share that with you, that you don't have to think about this more than just saying yes. Go on to welcomeisheart.com. Go on to welcomeisheart.com. Certainly you can find out a little bit more, but just trust. During this Advent season, trust that this is a great season to bring Jesus back into your home. That's and true. I know, Father, yeah. as we enter into Advent, uh, we always ask you maybe for a reflection of helping us and helping our listeners to go deeper a little bit more in the Advent, and how can we best prepare? It's a good question. It's, it's the just, season. Program. It's only 8 o'clock, Father. It's that only 8 o'clock. We'll just listen, I Father. I, I've been up since 5, Father. I know. Um, well, I, I love what you just said, though, because you're just like, it just, it just takes that yes. 
It just takes the yes. So, you know, no matter where you are right now, joining us um, during this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, no matter where you are, I mean, you could be just kind of like laying there sprawled on bed like, yeah. it's already 8 a.m. <laughs> or you could be like, Chuck, and you've been up for 30 hours already yeah. and you've conquered the whole world. That's typical. <laughs> I know. Or you could be in the car. You could mm. be at work. Maybe you're going into Mass. Maybe you just come out of Mass. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter who's around you, we're just asking you to say yes to one simple question. Do you want Jesus in your heart forever? Wow. You know, do you that want Jesus in question. your home? And if I, I mean, if we just think about the beautiful simplicity of that question that Father Joe Losh asked you guys. Yeah. You know, and the answer was so simple. The answer the answer was just mm-hmm. perfect. All all the only answer, the only real answer is yes. And no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what has happened, or no matter what may happen in the hours or days or weeks or months to come, we're just asking it. Do you want Jesus in your heart? Do you want, and then do you want to be in His heart? You know, and the there's a the answer is simple. There's only one answer. The answer is yes. So we're just asking you to say yes. You know? And Father, I can, and I think many of us, and hopefully all of us can look back in our lives if we've tried to just tried to follow jesus to see how he was always there yeah and you know as we say first time i read those promises i thought oh gosh that, i mean really <laughs> they're extraordinary i, yeah, I don't true. know yeah and but looking back over 30 years and of course, family life is messy. There's a lot yeah. of challenges in life. And to know that, you know, he was with us. And as you say, he rearranges furniture <laughs> and brings things to light. And it's not always pretty, but he's always there. It's true. Yeah. And, and really Advent and the whole process of making Jesus, acknowledging Jesus, letting Jesus become the king, brother, and friend in your home through the sacred heart of Jesus, through the devotion to the sacred heart, through what we call the enthronement. Advent Advent is our whole lives. It's not mm-hmm. just a season of the church. It's really, it's a state of how we are living. Are we waiting for the Lord to come in and claim us for himself? Are we unlocking the door so he doesn't have to like knock it down, beat it down, he barrel do it down? <laughs> no, but you know, it's funny. Like when you look at the promises, you know, we say these words promises and maybe someone's listening for the first time. They're like, what are these promises? Well, I mean, the Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary in the 1670s and he's just like, y'all are cold. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all of humanity, what's going on here? So he, he appears with his heart, and his heart is ablaze with love. And it's a visual image he reveals to her for all of humanity. There's nothing secretive about this. But in his conversations with her, they're summarized in like 12 statements, 12 promises to all of humanity, to, to anyone who will say yes to allowing him to come in, to anyone who will live Advent. They will wait for the coming of the Lord and live in joyful expectation. No fear, only love. You know, there's no room for exhaustion, really. There's only ex- room for excitement. But like one of the promises, you know, the Lord says is, Tepid souls shall become fervent. Mm, I and love then the next one, one, like fervent souls. You know, and I heard that promise the first time, and it's like tepid souls. I think that's like something that's room temperature. Yeah. I'm like that frozen hunk of meat in the freezer that's got yeah. freezer burn. Yeah. You know, like, when's he gonna reach out to me? You know? yeah. But the fact is, like, he meets us where we are. 
to get us to where we need to be. And that's where I love that reference. Like, oh, you let the Lord in, he's going to start moving the furniture around, mm-hmm. you know? But he needs, he knows what we need, even sometimes when we're lost and we don't even know where to start. Where do we begin? You know, it's like going into that room in the basement that's just kind of been like the hideaway, pack away junk room. And you're like, no, I need to rearrange that. I need to clean that out. And you walk in, you open the door, you're like, eh, tomorrow. <laughs> There's just, where do I even start? The Lord knows where to start. The Lord always mm-hmm. knows where to start so that we can start making that journey to Him. And that's Advent. You know, answering the question, do you want Jesus in your heart, in your home? Do you want to have a home in His heart? The answer is so simple. The answer is powerful. The answer is yes. Well, then like that first step is Advent. It's the preparing, you and, know? You know, my, my favorite scripture, I have two that are really ones that I go to a lot in my mind and you know for just bolstering my faith and confidence is that all things work to the good yes for those who love God and so I say God I am trying to love you that's my part but your part is God yeah and I trust that all things even maybe a very difficult thing painful thing ultimately will work for the good even if i don't see it in this life it's true that is, that is is that okay Father? that is so true we need you. yeah that is so true you know and i was just talking with someone who's like on the verge of having like a meltdown on the front steps of the church and yeah. i was like hun not here this is a coda stop <laughs> don't do it here no keep it together Look, go around the corner you know but this is not a good sales image for the church you know? <laughs> you know, having a meltdown right after mass no 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 these are not tears of joy this is gonna scare people away you know you're like keep it together and it's just like well like, what what do i need to know it's like you need to let the lord be god yeah let yep. Jesus be Lord and let the Lord be God. Give it over to him and you know and just let him be the king. Let him be the brother. Let him be the friend. And you know as I was joking before we went live this morning, I I lost like an hour and a half of my life. I have no idea where it went. I woke up and I was like this is a good day. This is first Friday. Sun is rising over the downtown. It's beautiful. Colors in the skies are amazing. I go down, shoot my chemicals in my water called caffeine. Get me to go to a run, go down to the treadmill, look down it's like what do you mean it's 7:30? <laughs> it's like I thought it was 5.30. <laughs> so then I run back upstairs, go to the car, and I'm yeah. like, I didn't get the chance to pray Been my rosary. There. So I'm like praying my rosary as I'm heading up 3.15, and, and I'm meditating, and I'm just offering this day up, and I'm praying my first rosary for um, this particular person I always promised to pray my first rosary for. And I'm thinking, and it's like, and the Lord is just talking to me while I'm praying the rosary, and he's like, remember, when you pray, there's no strings attached. Hmm. So focus on the mm. road. <laughs> focus mm. on focus on the traffic. Be safe. Be attentive. Be alert. It's the message of Advent, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you pray your rosary for Nicholas. That's fine. But remember, you give those prayers to me. You let me be God, you mm. know? And don't expect the return. Don't expect the dividends. Don't expect the interest that you're hoping for right now. You need to let me respond in my time for the people that you're praying for. And I tell you what, as I'm coming around the hospital curve waiting for the Henderson Road exit, I'm like, no, I don't really like that. (laughs) I'm praying, can we please have results? And the Lord's like purifying us of that. Father, how many times has God in his mercy allowed us to see the results? Yeah. And Father Joe Losh, who you know we all loved past now, is said, write those down. Absolutely. Write those down because in the times yep. of struggle, yep. 
to go back, you're going to forget. And you need to remember yeah. what God did for you and no, how he so worked true. things out. Yeah. And the, the miracles. But see, that's what, like, um, we have said this a billion times on this program. It's not, a ju- it's not just about allowing the Lord to be king, brother, and friend and enthroning the sacred heart in your home. But then the real journey begins, honoring him. Yes. Uh, honoring him every yeah. moment of every day. And it's like when the Lord does give you that grace, you know, to be able to see how he's working in your life. We might call it an answer to our prayer, but he's allowing us to, he, pull back, he pulls back the veil, the curtain. He's like, this is how I'm working. That's such a grace. And it's just like, thank you, Lord. That's not what I asked for at all, but thank you. I'm you know? so glad you mentioned the honoring part because yeah. I think this is a part that is... Well, Chuck was looking at me. I could feel it in, <laughs> I could feel it in the look. He's like, Father, bring it back home. Bring it back home. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think in listening to both of you for a while... <laughs> Wow. No, I'm just kidding. We I'm get just it. Kidding. We get it. I was a haircut in the radius. No, no, no timetable. We're good. Uh, but the thought I had was we're visual people. Yes. We are visual people. And I was thinking, why would he say, just hang an image of my sacred heart mm-hmm. in the home? Hang an image. I mean, yeah. why wasn't it something else? Well, he didn't say hang an image. You can have a statue, too. I okay, mean. an image, a statue. Put a statue. But what I'm saying is he knew that we needed that reminder yep. every yeah. day. That's true. And yep. that ties into what you said, Father, yeah. honoring Jesus. Yeah. It reminds us. And I think as we, um, you're listening to the Sacred Heart Hour program. And again, uh, go to welcomeisheart.com for any other information. Uh, because what we want you to do is have the greatest advent you've ever had. Oh, it's so yeah. true. And you can't have that great advent without without the Lord. I mean, we need the Lord for that. Oh, and we, we need, need his him. heart and we need the Eucharist. And like you said, let your eyes fall on the heart of Jesus when in those moments of joy, in those moments of excitement. I mean, you can't help but get that charge in the air. It's like Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. This is awesome. This is wonderful. The birth of the Lord, you know. But let your eyes fall on the heart of the Lord who's already with you. Not just coming, but he's here now. You know, adore the Lord in the Eucharist. And it's a great time to silence our hearts. Totally. So that we can be open for the coming of the Lord. And that's what Advent wants us to do. Right. And Advent is also a time where we can really express love. And I think, Father, we, we had a situation the last couple of weeks, where some of the family members have experienced going to doctor's offices or mm-hmm. in the stores or in the restaurants. And people, some of the people serving them were just rude. I know. They, they were not yeah. happy and so forth. And Joanne said to me, well, duh, when you take, <laughs> when you take God out, when you take God out, you take love out. That's true. And we have removed God so we should expect the love to dissipate, yeah. love. And so Joanne said, you know, what's the opposite that should be happening? And maybe, Joanne, talk a little bit about how we bring love back in the homes. Well, you know, I was really kind of thinking about, and we've heard that so many times, First Corinthians 13, what is love? Mm-hmm. And love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or rude, self-seeking it's not anger it's not 
rejoicing over wrongdoing, and we know love never fails. But what is love? Love is God. Yep. God is love. Yep. So as a country, as a family, as an individual, if we attempt to take God out of the equation, even by ignoring him, maybe not just purposely saying, God, I'm taking you out of my life today, but by allowing other things to creep in, then what's the opposite of this scripture? Well, impatience, selfishness, greed, you know, and, and pridefulness. And I mean, it's like, wow, isn't that what we're all always or not always, but that we're starting to see creeping in, even in our our culture and yeah. our connections with people, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yep. You know, the good news is good news. Opening our heart, opening our doors to the most sacred heart is the first step. It's so important to tenderizing, first of all, our own heart. Yeah. And then when we encounter, you know, the... Um, those the opposites <laughs> you know i don't think they really affect us as much i think we have a a heart of sympathy a heart of mercy a heart of prayfulness to say yeah there's a wound there there's a heart there and whereas before i know from my own self the more i try to come deeper into the heart of the lord the more my heart's tenderized, the more open I am to other hearts and also their hurtingness. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. No, it absolutely does. And that's um, when our brother, St. Paul, you know, he clarifies and he expounds upon love. As you explained in his uh, one letter, his one epistle, you know, let us remember that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. And when you experience that rudeness in today's Mm -hmm. world, it's really an expression of fear. Everyone's hmm. afraid of what little they have being taken away, whether it's control over that moment, whether it's you know um, autonomy and whatever they think. I mean, the fear comes out in a variety of ways, and it comes out oftentimes in just rudeness and coldness and I never kind of putting about away. That. And yet, the Christian who knows Jesus, who loves mm-hmm. Jesus, the Christian who knows and loves and lives in the the beating heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Sacred Heart, the Christian is like entering into the world with love. But, you know, we have to kind of, we have to reclaim, we have to reclaim love as Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not this syrupy, sappy, wear on your sleeve emotion where, you know, we're like, well, I love potato chips. That's not love. (laughs) (laughs) Love is like the cross. You know, love is the crib. Love is the Eucharist. And that, I mean, Advent just kind of, uh, it helps us to put back on the armor of God's salvation, which is that love, that love that keeps Mm -hmm. us going. And, um I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's a powerful, beautiful reflection to consider. You know, the next time you meet someone who's maybe a bit distant or a bit cross or just, like you said, maybe even just rude. They're really cranky. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, you're like, come on, hon, let Jesus be Lord. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're not in control of this. Let him, let him take total control of your life. And and it, it, it wears on you. You know, after a while, it grinds on you when you're like, everywhere I go, there's just this like stuff in the air well, like you said, Joanne, I mean, our world has turned its back on the Lord. Boy, it shows. You know? And yet Advent gives us this powerful opportunity. Mm. The world has turned its back on the Lord, but we can open our 
arms to him. Yeah. We can open the door to him. And that's the gift that the Sacred Heart wants. Absolutely. To come into every home is to bring his heart, which is love. And God is love. Yeah. And that's that's true love. And I think as we enter into Advent, when I think of family life, this is a great time uh, to circle back mm. and really start to say, what is our priority this Advent as a family? Yeah. And are we going to be open to our Lord Jesus and start to bring Jesus into our home in a deeper way? It might be the Advent candle. It might be through prayer. It might be through the crib yeah. uh, where you're preparing. But you're preparing the family. And what I notice is when you don't do that, then everybody's living as singles. It's true. It's almost like I'm checking in. Yeah. Okay, I had dinner. Okay, I got my thing to do. And we've lost family life. Yeah. I mean, how many times do our families become communal, solitary confinement? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we're all living in solitary confinement. We just happen to be together, you know? And so we like shoot these missiles at each other. And you're like, I'm five inches from you. You, know? you don't have to text me. I mean, look, think about that. How often do people text one another and they're in the same house? I mean, it's like, what have we come to? We're living in communal, solitary confinement. And it's just like the Lord. Do you want to talk about rearranging furniture? He will lose that battery charger. <laughs> he will take it and he will stick it under the cushion on the couch that no one's allowed to sit under, you know, or on. And you're going to be like, how did it get there? Well, I mean, the Lord wants to restore family life because he was born into the family. You know, he was born into the family. And having 19 grandchildren, and I just have always loved toys. I love toys. How could you not with 19 uh, grandchildren? Well, I've loved them even, you know, as a child. And, and the confession comes out. And she still loves them, Father. <laughs> I know. So I think I've been to every big box store, every toy area in Columbus. You should rate them. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't get really high marks. But I, I think what my insight was, I was just in one yesterday, is that we really need as parents and grandparents or anyone who is buying what you would consider a toy for Christmas, mm. is this a positive thing? Yeah. Is this going to bring that child closer in virtue yeah. or in its humanity mm -hmm. and many of these toys are not human and they're not nice people that yeah. were <laughs> yeah. and why do we want to bring that into our home much less the technology part i'm just talking oh, about yeah. walking yeah. the aisles and it's like why do we want to spend money for for something like that that might even you it's know, got a break I, it's yeah. gonna, Jesus doesn't break. Yeah. Well, it's just I don't. The, it's not virtuous. No. A lot of these right. people are not virtuous. You hit it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So uh, I just say, you know, have a little more of an awareness this yeah. year that whatever you are spending your money on, you really get the bang for the buck. Sure. In that, you know, it helps children grow in a healthy, holy yeah. way. Yeah. You know, Father, this month in the uh, Keep the Flame Burning article, um, it was an article by Father Matteo, and uh, Jesus invites us to encounter the most sacred heart. And Father Matteo was what we'd call the forefront of this movement of enthronement. Yeah. 
And in his article, he says, come close to the wounds in my side. And there in the midst of the world's trials, which we've been talking about, you will find light, rest, peace you have never known. And I think that you have never known really hit me the saying, yeah, our Lord wants it, but wants us to go beyond things that we're even, yeah. that right now we don't think is possible. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone out there listening right now would be interested in being a prayer warrior so that someone could become a saint, it'd be wonderful, awesome if Father Matteo Crowley could become a saint. Oh, you know? I love that. When you enter into his works and enter yeah. into his writings and enter into his work. I mean, look at just like this mm. quote here, come close to the wounds in my side yeah. and there in the midst of the world's trials, you will find light, rest and peace you have never known. I mean, those words can't be spoken by someone who doesn't know, love and serve the Lord. Yeah. He really is the missionary of maybe even the great apostle of the Sacred Heart in the modern era um, to the family home, to people who think or attempted to think that they're they're far from the Lord or like what Chuck is highlighting here, they think they're limited to what they know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the Lord wants us to say, okay, that's what you know. Mm. Now let's push and go further and farther. Mm. Uh, it's just we, amazing. We, we heard a story, Father, about the Franciscan friars of the renewal, and you know how they, they dress. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. A, well, how would you describe the it? The friars of the renewal... Uh, Think walking gray. Walking gray. <laughs> so, and they were walking. In patches. And, in patches, and this yeah. couple came yeah. up to them. It was a very prominent couple in New I, York. Yeah. In New York. And they asked him how he was doing. And he was so joyful. Yeah. And she looked to her husband and said, We don't know anybody joyful. Oh, my. And you realize how we have become prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. It's of true. this society that we can never find joy yeah. because we're always thinking that we just we, we don't have everything we need. Right. If I can just get there and do that and call that my own and list that as my accomplishment, then I'll finally be happy. Or when yeah. I get to a cocktail party, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's just, true. I'm yeah. just going and going and going, but I never feel joy. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, as we talk, Father, is the rosary during Advent. Yeah. How important is that? I mean, yeah, it, the whole rosary is living that moment of the rosary with the Lord, living living the life of Jesus. You know, um, we had uh, here in Columbus, we just had maybe a couple of weeks ago, a group of um, students from Franciscan University of Steubenville. They came for their um, household retreat. And during one of the Q&As with uh, the guys, Knights of the Holy Queen, a young man, a beautiful young man, beautiful heart, beautiful love for the Lord, he asked this question, which was really painful to hear, especially from a young man who's got his whole life ahead of him. He's so young, so gifted, so talented. And he's just like, how do you keep alive joy? How do you not get like overwhelmed by the schedule of the day? You know, and he's thinking classes and homework mm-hmm. and tests and papers and then social demands and social expectations and friendships. And I mean, just everything. It's just everything. And he's like, how do you do that? And he was asking me, he's like, how do you do that, Father? And I was like, well, I, I do it. You know, I, I said, I'm very... Um, I'm Franciscan without being Franciscan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to see. I need, I'm like very incarnational. I, I need to see. And I said, you know, we're mm-hmm. heading towards like one of my favorite times in the year right now, which is when you see the infant Jesus and like you realize, uh, I mean, he is there so that I can hold him. 
He is there so that I can rock him. He is、mm. there so that I can bounce him.、Mm. He is. I mean, God comes to us as an infant for a reason. God gives us His sacred heart to be exposed and honored in our homes for a reason. It's like what you said earlier, Chuck. It's like so we can see.、Mm. It's not just a thought. It's not just a dream. You know, it's like the Lord planted a desire within your heart, not a dream. He planted a desire, a desire for unity, for union with Him, for his, with His heart. So you can see, and I was like, you know, I, I told Him, I said, I wait when I am at my lowest point, whenever that may be, I wait for the church to empty out. And I come in and I just look、mm-hmm. at the cross, the Lord hanging、mm-hmm. on the cross. And it's like, you did that for me. I know you did that for all,、mm-hmm. but you did that for me. And You know, given my success, given my triumphs, given my defeats, given my weaknesses, given my sinfulness, given all that stuff, I was like, you did that. I mean, you did that for me. When I go through the rectory and I see the heart of Jesus exposed in a picture or in a statue,、um, it's like, I mean, you offered your heart to me. Like, what am I offering to you? And in that conversation,、wow. as simple、that's、as it is,、Father. as simple as、that's、it、helpful. may be, that's where you find the joy. It's the joy. It's like, you know, you loved me, not as a number, not as like, well, there's going to be like a billion people living 2,000 years from now. He's tossed up in there. No, like by name, by name. And I said, sometimes there's moments of just joy and liberation. And then there's, there's other moments where you're just like, you burst out in tears and you're like, man, I can't pick up the Christ child the way I am right now. But he's waiting to be picked up. So I got to go back, get cleaned up in confession, and come right back. You know? So I got to do that. And it just, it's that moment of acknowledging God's love. You know? And that love needs a response from us.、Uh, he doesn't need us, but we need to give that response for our good. Okay, we're going to have a break and then we will be coming、oh, back. Oh, yes. We've, We've got, got more, the, the, more to the share. word from our program director, Mr. <laughs> David Orsborn. He was waiting for the Franciscans to be brought up. Now that yeah, they've been brought up, it's over. Okay, I noticed that. I noticed that. <laughs> so we bring to a close this first segment of this Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month by returning our hearts to the heart of Jesus. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you, we have full and entire confidence. May your Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts. Our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and our labors. And grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. Amen. When he was 16 years old, my friend William was jumped into an El Salvadorian gang in East Los Angeles. Two years later, he was sentenced to 16 years in prison for armed robbery. There, it only got worse. Armed with steel shanks and ties to the Mexican mafia, he ran the show behind bars, started a prison riot, and ended up in solitary confinement. That is where he met God. While in solitary, a chaplain gave William a copy of the New Testament. With nothing else to do, he began to read the Gospels for the very first time the prodigal son, the story of the woman caught in adultery, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Within days, he was completely transformed. He got out of prison early through a series of small miracles and started a gang outreach rehab program called Prevencion y Rescate, which is still going strong today. Friends, no one is ever beyond hope because no sin is bigger than the mercy and power of God. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. My family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest, and that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. 
There were other Catholic churches and there were great Catholic churches and great priests, but we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. In life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's, that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now is we are, we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, but there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the first Friday of the month, so it's a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ, His heart that burns with love for all of humanity. As we enter into the second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, we invite you to join us by renewing our covenant with the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and in those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor, and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day, and we ask you to protect us and all of our loved ones in the hours and days to come. Help us to live, that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 Well, what a great first session and hopefully we can be inspired with the holy spirit for the second one and i was thinking oh, father inspired. <laughs> it's easier <laughs> as we talked about uh this preparation time i was thinking whether you're in school whether you're in business and going to make a presentation whether you're in sports you you take time to prepare totally and advent is our time to prepare for the lord coming so true and therefore when i was thinking well it's december father we're talking what 23 days away from my lord's birth yeah well his heart is already working right now yep his heart is working because he's ready to be born yeah and it's the beating of his heart that we have to enter in now in preparation and i think as we talk about the feast of the month of December, maybe we need to look at it in a way of really talking about the beauty of life. Wow. What do you think, Father? I think that's definitely an inspiration <laughs> from the Holy Spirit. All right, all right. <laughs> no, I, I think you, I, you hit the nail on the head. That's all we do in this hour. We just hit all the nails on the heads, you know, and we're like, okay, we're done for a month. You know, <laughs> we're very successful because God is guiding us and mm. we're usually not totally sure where things are going to go before we go live and then the holy spirit just like drives the boat the car it's true it goes everywhere no you're absolutely right and just looking ahead at what we celebrate during the month of december it's just one opportunity one reminder one sign one invitation after another 
to live life, and not only live life, but to protect life. And I think that's you know that's where we are right now as a society, as a culture, and definitely as a nation. If you look at what's taking place, even in the state of Ohio,、uh, I believe at the state house, you know, the debates over laws to protect and advance. Uh, the cause for acknowledging the sanctity of human life, especially within the womb, and then in the Supreme Court right now. But if you look at the feast days, look at what they speak to us. I mean, we have a holy day of obligation coming around the corner on December eighth, the Immaculate Conception. That is a day when calories don't count. So please <laughs> make sure you celebrate. That is not a day to be worried about the waistline. That's a day to be celebrating the joy of the soul, right? And you know, and for those who abide by regular penances and fasting and abstaining, you know, on Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, keep in mind there is no penance on the Immaculate Conception.、Mm. There is only partying. I mean, that it is a huge event. The Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary is December eighth, and Our Lady is patroness of the United States under that title. So, as citizens, as you know, residents of the United States of America, that is a huge day for us. Not just as Catholic Christians, but also as Americans. That's our patronal feast day. I mean, that's huge. And if we think about that, what's going on? We're acknowledging that at the conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, God was at work. And not only was He at work, but in the flesh, as an unborn female,、yep. there was already a cell. Yeah. From the egg, that would、mm-hmm. be the egg, that would be Jesus. So doesn't it make sense that she would be immaculate, you know,、yeah. immaculately conceived? And I need to find out exactly at what stage that happens in development. It's very early. Yeah. Very very early. Well, and a lot of times people ask us, you know, as Catholics, they'll say, you know, where did you come up with that? Yeah. Well, we didn't make this up. You know. No. You know, we love the Lord as much as anyone, but we didn't make this up. I mean, those are the words of God the Father Himself, communicated by His messenger, which means angel. An angel means messenger. So the archangel Gabriel, when the archangel Gabriel appears to the Virgin Mary, and he says, "Hail, full of grace, full of grace." You know, what does that mean? That doesn't mean just well, partly. Or、yeah. well, right now,、yeah. you know, that means for every moment of your existence, you've been filled with God's presence. You've been filled with God's life, divine life, divine grace. You've been filled with grace, full of grace, and that means no sin at any point, ever, did sin taint or destroy. The flesh, the integrity, the being, the soul of the Blessed Virgin Mary—that is not something that we should see as this lofty, high burden that none of us can attain to. That's something we should be rejoicing in. We should be praising God that, in His great love and mercy for our humanity, for us, we who are sinners, He gave this grace, this singular grace, to the Blessed Virgin Mary to be preserved from all stain of sin, especially original sin, knowing that from her, His Son was going to be born. He was going to take flesh from her, and I mean that's something that all of us have a great opportunity to rejoice in. And isn't it amazing how he even saved some insights for you know、um, connecting that for different generations,、yeah. and now with the science that we have yep, yep. to be able to understand the development of the human person、right. in a new way,、yeah. and to be in awe of that in a new、yeah. way. For our day, that that is so needed,、yeah. and he's so romantic. I I just love how he puts together. Even- See, you're allowed to say that. Chuck and I are not allowed to say that. <laughs> you're allowed to say he is so romantic. He's so romantic. And <laughs> but even I think、um, the putting together right now of the challenge to protect 
the unborn child, mm. the baby in the womb. And here we are in Advent yep. and Christmas time where we're all more aware of the infant and, and God's amazing gift of coming as a child. Yeah. Do we want to destroy children? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it more real, more, you know, we're closer to that reality, which is such a gift. It's such a gift. But it's so beautiful, the timing of all that, the deeper message and all that, that I, I just see how our Lord is giving us every help, every advantage, every grace to be able to choose the good, choose yeah. the love. Yeah. And then we come up to December 12th, Our Lady of Guadalupe, which oh. happens to be, what will you do on Sunday? Do you celebrate that on Sunday? That's a very good question. Um, we celebrate the the Sunday of Advent um, on that particular day, but the priests have been encouraged, deacons have been encouraged when they're preaching to tie in, okay. to tie in the reality mm -hmm. of that great feast. Remember, Our Lady is, uh, Our Lady under the title of the Immaculate Conception, she's the patroness of the United States of America, but Pius XII, Pope Pius XII, he declared Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mary under the title of Our Lady of Guadalupe, mm -hmm. as Empress of the Americas. And once again, going back to the gospel of life and the battle for life and the, the effort to restore the sanctity of human life, especially in its most earliest stages in the womb, you know, we look at Our Lady Guadalupe and she mm -hmm. appears, she appears to us as the one who is expecting, she's with yeah. child, you know? And when you go into mm -hmm. the imagery, the details of the depiction of the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, remember this, it's the image of Our Lady that she gives to us of herself, by herself. She's the one that arranged the roses and the tilma of San Juan Diego. Mm -hmm. She's the one that basically portrayed and painted the portrayal of herself with child. And when you look at the imagery, the significance of the imagery of Our Lady of Guadalupe, you notice that she's expecting, she's with child. And you can see that in how high the belt was placed and even like the designs of the floral pattern on her dress. The four-petaled flower is right over where the head of the infant would be in the womb. You know, I mean, our Lady, especially under the title Our Lady Guadalupe, she announces the gospel of life. She is the one who is bringing us the gospel of life, the gospel of love. And keep in mind, you know, in today's culture where everything is just saturated with this denial of the truth, this denial that there is a truth, a denial that the unborn child is a child, it is a real human life, a baby, a human person. Our Lady, she announces that gospel on this continent to, you know, a people, a variety of peoples, all people who may be in doubt, who may be enslaved, who may be suffering, who may be ill, who may be malformed, who may live in darkness. I mean, Our Lady brings us the gospel of life. And in these days when we're expecting, when we're waiting the coming of the Lord, we're living Advent, you know, it's not just right to say it could be a it is a penitential season. It's also perfectly healthy to say Advent is a Marian season. We live in union with and Mary waiting it, for the birth. And the image of Our Lady Guadalupe that she left on Juan Diego's tilma is a, it's a teaching. Absolutely. It is such, I really, you know, suggest getting a book and going deeper as Father has pointed oh, yeah. out many of the symbols. But also, what I think is so amazing again, in our day with science, being as it is, and the ability to study the Toma, to validate the miracle that, you know, this, uh, the materials should have 
you know, disintegrated in 40 years. Absolutely, yeah. In, in the image, how it's, it's just because our skeptical yeah. scientific, yeah. you know. Let us also uh, remember that Masons have tried to blow it up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And Chuck is waving at us. All right. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Flag on the play. Okay. I know. We get excited. I'm growing up as a Protestant. Uh, you Catholics worship Mary. Here you are. Mary, Mary, Mary. Hallelujah. Why Mary? Do you oh, worship Mary? Chat. Do you honor Mary? Help our Protestants brothers and sisters out there listen. And help us know how to explain it. Absolutely. But I'm going to throw that ball right back over the net at you, Chuck, because you're Catholic now. So you are one of those you Catholics. You know? So when you came into the church, what was the change in your relationship with Our Lady? Because like, people, people hear priests talk and they're like, yeah, but you're in sales, so you're uh -huh. supposed to say that. Uh -huh. You converted, so you came into this network, you came into this family. So what changed in your perspective on Our Lady? Well, when I came in in 1978, after mm. being married eight years, I didn't know Mary. Yeah, It was never brought up. I didn't wow. take R-I, R R R I, what is it? You almost said R-O-T-C, no, but that's not it. <laughs> no, I went to that's oh, praying RCIA, the rosary. RCIA. <laughs> I didn't, it was like, you're in, yeah. you're in the club. But it was later on uh, that I had this moment uh, where I knew I received a gift from Mary, and that's mm. when I knew Mary, when I returned, when I received an eternal hug wow. from Mary. And it was grace, it was a gift. I it, it never, it was one time, yeah. and it was in 1988. And, um, and I knew the Blessed Mother at that point. Yeah. I, I knew it, yeah. but I didn't know it before. Yeah. But I think what I've learned from it is as Protestants, We've shortchanged the gospel. We've shortchanged our faith by taking Mary out. Yeah. Mary is such an important part yeah. because it was Mary's yes. It was Mary's example of being a woman mm. that women need Mary today more than ever yeah. because men can't help women become women, but Mary can help women yeah. become women. And I think we honor Mary we honor Mary as the mother of God. We don't worship Mary, no. but everything with Mary points to Jesus. Yeah. She leads us to Jesus, just like a mother yep. does. So that's how I would say it, Father. You used like this beautiful phrase, you said, an eternal hug. Yeah. I love that. It was when you true. realize that you were in the embrace, you know? Fell yeah. on my knees. I mean, that's amazing. I, was, I love that phrase. It, it, it was truly... Um, a, a gift, yeah, and I think we all have to be open to the gifts of the eternal, yeah, from Mary. That hug, I love that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Joanne, your turn. Oh, <laughs> I love catching the convert. The they convert. Love I mean, they're Catholic. I think for me, I grew up with a mother who I appreciate more now than ever her virtue. And the mother that she was to me, mm. um, she loved Mary. She mm. did try to imitate Mary, and you know, not in an overt way. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to imitate Mary now and make you a very, you know, nutritious <laughs> dinner. But she uh, was kind. She was yeah. gentle. She was forgiving, loving, and so I think 
that connection for me was mm. uh, maybe simpler. And she prayed the rosary every day. Yeah. And that she never had a day go by without praying the rosary. Yeah. And even though uh, many years it was like, well, that's mom's thing. It's not mine. Right. Well, yeah. it is mine now. Yeah. And so I realized that that's not always the case, especially today. But that's not a reason why we can't go to Mary. All the mm. more reason that we can even go deeper into yeah. Mary to even heal some of the memories of totally. our mother. Yeah. And um, because Mary does heal yeah. and teach and love. You know, no, no Mary, no Jesus. It's true. Yeah, without her, he would not have come into our presence. And and I think, you know, to you moms and dads out there, and I say that intentionally, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, you know, I just want to, I want to encourage you. I, um, when I was a little child, I grew up in a divided home. My mom's Catholic, my father's Protestant. And um, my mom's parents, my grandparents were um Catholic, uh, and rooted in their Eastern European identity, and the rosary was everywhere. And my, I mean, I would see my mom with her rosary, see her pray part of it, hear it maybe, you know, every now and then. Um, my grandmother every day, you could just see like the different phases of life. Mm -hmm. You respond to her differently in different phases of life, like you respond to the Lord differently in different phases of life. That's natural. We're on a journey here, but I want—I just want to tell you, you know, never underestimate how the Lord will use the seeds of a child seeing you hold the rosary, seeing a child seeing you pray the rosary or hearing you pray the rosary, or a child hearing you or seeing you reference Our Lady. Like if you struggle in your prayer life with the Lord, ask Our Lady for help. She will teach you how to pray. You know, um, none of us come out of a vacuum. The priests aren't grown in flower pots. <laughs> you know, we're raised in families for good and for bad and joys and victories, vic you know, all that stuff. But I tell you what, you know, um, just a personal witness to the power of Our Lady, you know, um, years later, I had grown up, I was in seminary, I was in major seminary. I was literally a couple of years away from becoming ordained a priest of Jesus. And I... Um, you know, it's not something I like to talk about or think about, but Our Lady was there. I was, I was involved in a terrible, horrific car accident. My best friend, a fellow seminarian, was killed in the accident. Um, and I tell you what, I'll never, I, I can't forget this. I, I hope the Lord always gives me the grace to remember this, but when I was put in the, the ambulance and the paramedic was addressing my wounds and she realized I wasn't gonna live long enough to get to the hospital. So she said, the life flight is on its way. And, you know, the paramedic was like, I need you to pace your breathing, be calm, you know. And I tell you what, you know, still to this day, I ask myself, you know, okay, when she said those words, the helicopter's on its way, we're going to life flight you to a hospital in Pittsburgh. Um, I had been in seminary for four or five, six years. So... I, I like should have known. <laughs> you know? When you hear something like that, you make a good act of contrition. Is that what I did? No. <laughs> you know, what did I do? It's like, okay, if I'm in the final moments of my life here, um, far away from family, I'm on the roadside of a freeway in Pennsylvania. The weather's freezing. Wow. I, there's no one around here who knows me, who who loves me. I mean, I'm I'm a stranger in a strange land, and I'm in my final moments deep from within my gut, like I, I have no idea from where it came. 
But the seeds planted by my mother, planted by my grandparents, planted、mm-hmm. by my great aunt, planted by all of the Catholics around me who loved Our Lady, deep from within, this seed grew. And the only thing I said for the next eight hours was this phrase, and it was just, Mary, let me know you are here. Wow. I couldn't move. I was fastened、wow. to the gurney. I mean, the Lord was coming. I knew that I was going and he was coming, and I should have made a good act of contrition. <laughs> I really should have. But deep within that, that seed of love for Our Lady who guides us to Jesus when he's coming, it just came out Mary, let me know you are here. And I'm kind of haunted by that still to this day because it's like, I should have made, like, the Lord was coming. My life was ending. I should have made that act of contrition. But this seed. Did, well, that's just it. Like, Our Lady, like, deep from within. She, she guides us to Jesus. Yeah. And I just want to ask you you know, if you have a child in your midst, whether it's a child in age or a child in the spirit, someone around you, never underestimate how, you know, if a simple gesture of love towards Our Lady who will walk you to Jesus, that is a seed given to someone else and it'll grow. It really will grow. And you know, grandparents have a role. They have、yeah. a, and to think about it because our generation, Many of us were blessed by really receiving the faith, receiving the teaching of the faith, the love of the faith,、uh, many religious sisters involved,、yeah. and priests. And so, you know, we need to help pass down the faith、yeah. and be present to our grandchildren, maybe in a really important way、yeah. in our culture and in our world right now. Because it's, it's not over. It's not, we're not empty, empty nesters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, and, you know, and yeah.、Uh, we need to step up. And, and thank you, Father, for sharing.、Oh, and Father, what I thank you for came again、that. is we need Mary. Yeah. yeah. Mary leads us to Jesus. Yeah. And I think without Mary, I'm not saying our faith is not fulfilled because that's Jesus, but our faith. Becomes fuller、yeah. with Mary. And I know as we come up to the last three feast days, one being the Nativity of the Lord, and then we have the Holy Family, and then we have the Holy Innocence. It's all about life, isn't so it? So true.、Yeah. Absolutely. It's life、yeah. of our Lord, it's life of the family, family. and、yeah. it's life of the Holy Innocence, the children, the unborn,、yeah. the children.、Yeah. And, we ha- and, and I was commenting to Joanne. That when new life comes into a family, Father,、oh, yeah. it's not a coincidence. It changes the family. The whole family. Yeah, yeah whole family. it's true.、Mm-hmm. The it's grandparents, true. everybody. Everyone, cousins, aunts cousins, and uncles. Oh, yeah. Everybody. And when the Holy Innocence comes, where we don't allow that to happen,、yeah. then we shortchange and we forget about what love is all about. Yeah. No, and see, here's the thing like, if you look in the drama of the Gospels, Especially in you know, the first few chapters of Luke, the infancy narratives with, with that unique Marian perspective, Our Lady, a mother, shares those words with Luke. You know, what happened in the early years of our Lord's life? When there's fear of Jesus, when there's hatred of the infant king, like Herod, the children are the first victims. Wow. The children of a society are always the first、huh. victims when there's a fear of Jesus and a hatred of the infant king. So, as we live this Advent and we look, we look forward、wow. to the coming of the Lord and we、That's、try to、powerful. bring his heart into our homes, remember, remember, the children are always the first victims when Jesus is feared and hated and the infant king is sought after to be destroyed. But likewise, when the Lord is treasured, 
when the infant king is welcomed, when the heart of Jesus is brought into the homes, children are treasured. Children are wanted. Children are loved. And it's not just by the family, it's by the whole culture. Our whole country, our whole society, our whole nation today, the culture, everything, the church especially, we need to restore our eagerness to welcome the infant king, the heart of Jesus, so that and children Jesus will benefit. Restores. And for for those of you, and I think really abortion is like a cancer on our yeah. nation. It's affecting maybe families that they don't even realize that yeah. it's been affected. But there is mercy. Yes. There's healing. Yeah. You don't need to stay in that hidden darkness. Yeah. Be healed. Be whole. Yeah. And then proclaim. Proclaim the beauty yep. of of life. And yeah. I know we're coming to an end, Father, but it doesn't end on December 25th. We have 12 no. days. Let's just no, begun. there's a season that begins. Live it? it. Don't take down the Christmas tree on December 26th. Stay out and, of the stores because it's all Valentine's. Yeah, and as Joanne said, don't go into the stores. Yep. Just celebrate those 12 days. Yeah. And one way to celebrate them is not only the enthronement, but then go back to the promises and each day I love just that reflect idea, on a promise. Totally. 12 promises, yep. 12 days. Absolutely. And what a great day. And Father, can't thank you enough for what you do oh, yes. every day in helping all of us to come to know Jesus and his mother in a deeper way. Well, here's, I mean, the invitation given by the Lord, the invitation given through the Sacred Heart is to live life. To live God's life, fully. to live Jesus, to live it fully, and um, you know, as we look ahead to the rest of this month, we are very well aware we're not going to be joining you before Christmas. We'll be joining you right after, mm -hmm. but we want you to welcome the heart of Jesus into your home and into your lives. And when you see the infant Jesus in the nativity set, when you see the heart of Jesus on our Lord in our Lord on the cross, just to be embrace that love, embrace the life. And, and have a nativity set in your home. If you don't have one, get one. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's yeah, true. focus on that. Um, you know, it's we're very moved in this hour of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and we just want to share that uh, love, that life, the heart of the Lord with everyone who's listening, no matter where you may be in life, no matter what you have to do in life. And uh, we just really encourage you in all of that to... You know, return to the Lord, open the door to the Lord, and to embrace Him as such. Um, as we come to a close of this hour, <laughs> I thought you were going to sing, Father. No, hon, we don't do that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the final prayer in the closing closing prayer. <laughs> Just say one from your heart. I can do that. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thee thanks and praise for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who encounters us in this present moment. We ask you to send forth your Holy Spirit to guide our hearts and our minds so that we may follow your word, he who is Jesus the Christ, our Lord, our Messiah, our King, our brother, and our friend. Send forth your Holy Spirit to open our minds and our hearts so that we may have the strength, the fortitude to follow him in this present moment throughout this season towards the crib, towards the cross, and always and everywhere in the Holy Eucharist at the Mass. As we prepare for the birth of your Son, we also ask for the grace to prepare for his final coming. And we ask you to bless all of those who have joined us in this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart. 
And may Almighty God bless you, protect you, and guide you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.